Hey, what's up, everybody? First things first, we made it to a milestone. It's episode 10 of Soothing Tide. You know, thank you guys who've been joining me for the past eight weeks, even though it's 10 episodes. Don't forget the first week, you know, we released one on Wednesday. Then we gave you, you know, the guys the regular schedule from Sunday here on out. So, you know, I just want to say, as always, thank you guys for joining me for these past 10 episodes. Um, you probably already hearing my voice and like my throat and all that shit is like not sounding the best. You know, um, I am getting over a sickness. Um, but as always, man, like I, I just can't let you guys down. So I'm gonna get this episode. And don't worry, guys, it ain't none of the COVID variants. You know, even though my sickness is a virus from a different, well, I can't even say different country. None of that stuff because Puerto Rico is, you know, part of the United States. Got to acknowledge that. Um, my girlfriend went to go celebrate some uh, her friend's birthday. And um, since I'm not saying they ratchet or none of that shit, but hey, I'm just saying all the ratchet girls taking these trips to Miami and Puerto Rico. So my girl decided to go out to Puerto Rico and go be a bad bitch for the weekend. <laughs> and uh, she decided to bring uh, that sickness, which made me a sick bitch for the fucking week. So, you know, uh, that's all that I'm going through. But hey, head above ground, you know, still living on my dreams. So those are blessings on top of blessings. And um I'm like, yeah, I get to do this again. So, and also, I just want to give a few shout outs. You know, right now, I'm recording this on Saturday, July 31st. And first things first, happy birthday to my boy Abraham, man. But today's not just also his birthday, he has another fight coming up. Um, I've been fortunate enough, uh, you know, because I was in the sport of wrestling, um, it was one of the sports that I did. Uh, I made friends with a lot of guys that are were very great wrestlers and now making that transition into, you know, MMA fighting. And Abraham is one of the best, best friends I ever had in my life. Or continue, I'm saying it like I'm dead, but <laughs> one of the best friends I continue to have in my life. And, um, you know, shout out to him, bro. He's 1-0 right now, so he's going for his, uh, you know, second dub, hopefully. No, knock on wood, not to jinx him. But, um, but yeah, Abe, I just want you to know, man, we see you out there. And also, I want to give a shout-out to my guy, Greg. Uh, I know I mentioned him on this, on, on this podcast before, but uh, Greg Nolan is one of, like, my dear friends inside of comedy and, you know, outside of comedy. And um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh, since we've been back from Chicago, man, he has hit the ground running, okay? Like, I mean, he all, like, we always perform, right? Like, we all got our own gigs and our own lifestyle that we're doing. But, you know, um, when we got back from Chicago... Um, he had a show in Maryland that he immediately went to go do, you know, uh, back-to-back nights. And then uh, he still, you know, got his own, like, responsibilities in his life that he's fulfilling and stuff. And um, that also, uh, now he's, like, got a back-to-back hosting weekend at the Comedy Zone in Harrisburg tonight. So, you know, shout-out to him for having the stamina and the mental capacity to keep going. So, you know. I just want to say, Greg, we out there and we see you as well. And all anyone that's out there grinding, you know, in their own dream, their own pursuit of something, hey, shout out to y'all, man. We we definitely see y'all. It's a it's an early morning for me out here, you know, but I ain't complaining too bad. Um, as I'm older, <laughs> now anytime I get up in the morning, like I'm I'm not necessarily a morning person and all that stuff. Um, and luckily, when I am getting up early, it's not like I'm going to like a nine to five job or any of that stuff. I get really enjoy it, you know, but I always get nostalgic, you know, when you smell the dew in the air, you hear the birds chirping, especially if it's like a busy weekday, you know, because I live with, within a city, so 
if I like hear like, you know, cars driving and stuff, I always think about like school, you know, like getting up in the morning and being on my way to be America's, you know, bright young stars. <laughs> you bullshit. But um yeah, you know, we we here, man. And so here we are on a Saturday morning. And again, three weeks in a row, Trev. I apologize that I'm getting these episodes late to you, you know. But also, you, I'm battling this fucking sickness, you know. Again, no COVID variants. Or it might be a new one we don't fucking know, all right? Because I swear they're making a new variant every fucking day, okay? Golly, man. Shit. Oh. I know, man. And, you know, I'm, I'm still on the side of science. I'm not... <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm not on the side of science, but can I support something and still criticize and complain, all right? Because I feel like, you know, we live in this country where it's like, all right, if you support something, you got to turn the blind eye and shut the fuck up because you you need to stay on your side. Staying on your side is more important than actually getting to the fucking truth, you know? I don't give a fuck where the truth come from, all right? The truth could come from Trump. The truth could come from Biden. The truth could come from fucking Kamala. The truth could come from any fucking body at third grade. I don't give a fuck. I just want to get to the betterness of our society. That's all the fuck that matters to me. So, you know, they keep saying we got these variants, you know, and as long as they keep showing the proof, I'm like, all right, <laughs> cool, you know what I'm saying? And now they're talking about, you know, another shutdown coming, this and that. And um, I'm, I'm not going to complain. The shutdown was fairly easy on me compared to a lot of people. So I, if we go into another shutdown, you know, and... That's one of the blessings I have in my life. I don't live in a third world country. And, you know, luckily I have a, a dad and a family that's willing to work with me. And I have a girlfriend that's like willing to work with my family because we had to stay underneath uh, my dad's roof the first shutdown. And, you know, she was cool with everything. So, I mean, if it happens again, I don't, I don't really have too many uh complaints or worries, you know, luckily so, you feel me? Um, But I, I do... <laughs> I do want to keep this lifestyle right, you know, like uh, comedy, we took a huge hit, you know, 2020, and I feel like now we're just able to get back in the swing of things, but if the shutdown happens again, I do feel like the country would be more prepared. Um, they already started the mask mandate in California, but that's to be expected because those guys are always super fucking liberal, <laughs> you know, and again, not to be divisive, right, but I'm just saying, like, you can always tell, like, you know, because they, they move prematurely, I think. Personally, uh, they they was the last people to open up and the first people to go back to the mask. How you mean to tell me like, come on now, like everyone got fucking data and there's other places that are just as liberal that isn't doing that California. So I don't know. But I'm also not saying we should be like, look at Texas and Florida. These motherfuckers had a hot girl summer and stayed open through a COVID. I ain't taking the vaccine and all that stuff. And now you got Governor DeSantis coming out. It's like, hey, I've been trying to tell you guys to take the vaccine. Got Laura Ingram on Fox. Like, we never criticized the vaccine. And, you know, it's just like, all right, guys, there's no reason to lie. You feel me? Hey, y'all decided to fucking convince people to like, yo, y'all, y'all good. COVID ain't that big of a deal. People start dropping down in y'all fucking states. And now it's like, yo, it's just like, look, everybody, you know, I think Pennsylvania, and I'll always say this, handle this the best. You know, criticize Governor Wolf for the businesses that he chose to, you know, keep open and for the businesses he chose to close or whatever. My state, <laughs> we were shut down, right, for the initial uh, 72 days or whatever long as, you know, the country mandated. But, I mean, we also... Not obviously Maine and other smaller states vac vaccinated their pop vaccinated their population quicker than us, but 
I think for the signs we had, we we vaccinated uh fairly quickly. We opened up fairly reasonably, and you know, and we're still keeping things necessarily afloat. And not only that, the biggest, the biggest, biggest thing that my state done that I feel like a lot of people didn't do was we respected, you know, everyone's right. Even now, like, you know, it's this whole thing of, you know, we didn't have vaccine passports, you know, necessarily. I think we uh, did it for the Sixers games for like the first or two games, you know. Um, but outside of that, we didn't really have vaccine passports. I have uh, friends that's like in the middle sticks of Pennsylvania and stuff who are like, I'm vaccinated, this and that. But they also got neighbors, you know, that ain't with the vaccine and stuff. But, you know, they understand those guys and they're like, look, man, we are in rural Pennsylvania where my next fucking neighbor is like 800 <laughs> blocks away from me. So I'm sorry. I feel like I'm not in contact but those same people are also respectful enough where they like, look, if I go to the grocery store, they want me to wear a mask. I'll wear a fucking mask. I'll talk shit underneath my mask, but I'll wear a mask, you know? But um, I think that's just the biggest the biggest thing, man. It's a lot of respect, right? And I don't feel like necessary people should get fired, you know, because they didn't get the vaccine or their job should be in jeopardy. But it's also, to be fair, depending on the type of job, you got to be realistic with yourself. Like, uh, if you're a fucking, you know, waiter, you know, uh, and you're not vaccinated, hey, you run the risk of possibly pushing it because you're talking to way more people than the average citizen. You know what I'm saying? And but I also get it why a waiter don't want to get vaccinated because it's like, dude, can you uh, can you trust this thing? You know, like it's still a lot of skepticism over this. And it's like people just want to force hey, fuck that shit. <laughs> you know, just take it. It's like, bro. I get it, man. Trust me. I get it. I was definitely uh, skeptical over the vaccine. And ultimately what led to me getting the vaccine was um, pussy power. And <laughs> the uh, my, my little sisters had to get the vaccine uh, before they go off to school. You know, they're going to be freshmen in college this year. And uh, me and my dad were both against it, this and that. But then my dad fatherly stuff kicked in. And he was like, look, I can't have my, my daughters taking something that you know, that I don't have myself. So he was like, look, I'm going a, I'm to a take this vaccine as well. And I was like, all right, I don't want my dad to take Look, if this vaccine got some shit in us that's going to kill us, let's at least all die as a family. <laughs> you know, I know that's a fucked up train of thought to before you fucking take some medical shit or whatever, but that's what led into it. And also, it also helped my anxiety. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. Because before, well, I didn't have the vaccine and stuff, you know. And I would be going to these places. And I'd be like, all right, man. Like, sure, I know I'm protected from the government putting some shit in me. But at the same time, it's like, damn, what if I get this COVID and I cannot fight this shit, Josh? Like, what if, I know this says this only attack fat people and shit like that, and you're completely the opposite. And I don't mean to be vulgar like fat or whatever, all right? But come on, I'm a fucking comedian. This is for comedy effect. Don't fucking, you know, hop on my dick and start saying shit, all right? Because, you know, that's just the world we live in. But, you know. And speaking of the world we live in, you know, I'm the last guy to come to Trump defense, okay? Let's, let's be honest. Um, if you guys have followed some of my material and you know even heard me on different occasions on different podcasts i'm definitely not the biggest trump fan <laughs> all right um i know people that hate him more than me so that's why i could humbly say i'm not you know the biggest trump hater but the reason i say this is i'm watching 
you know, CNN and certain other media outlets criticize Trump because at his rally. Now, granted, there's a lot of fucking other shit, you know, Trump said criticizing science and there's things you could. But they're trying to crucify him over this statement where he was like, look, the vaccine, I created it. You feel me? So I took it. You should take it. But if you don't want to take it, I completely respect that. And it's your choice. You feel me? And it's like, hey, what, what was bad with that? You know, that's like me saying exactly what the fuck I said. You know, it's just because it's Trump. People are going to jump on that and try to nitpick that and, you know, hit him with the hammer as hard as he can to, because you know what? They got to drive up more fear, you know? Like, again, since everything's so politicized, you know, whether another shutdown is necessary or not, the goal that they're trying to get us to accept this shutdown or accept any policy on both sides is always through fear, you know? Fear and misunderstanding. And like you just see it, it's a it's the same formula all the time. But I just think that is that's insanely un unnecessary to be criticizing Trump on that. You know, like I do look, I'm with you guys. We preach 70% get vaccinated, we reach herd immunity, right? Now, so what happened to that? Now we now we got forced everybody to get vaccinated. All right. <laughs> like, dude. Even from a selfish, fucking uh, cynical standpoint, right? The other 30%, all right, we heard immunity was this false narrative that we all think about, and the other 30% die. You feel me? Um, One, the other 30% will probably be content because that was their decision to make. You know, hey, it is what it is. But also, population control. You know, that was the goal of the vaccine. It was accomplished one way or another. So, you know... I don't know, not to be too cynical on this, but look, I'm just happy to be here recording this pod, man. We got uh, a few things to get into, you know, um, talk, well, here we are, I already spent like a good few minutes, you know, talking about that stuff, and it's crazy how that just goes, but I'm feeling good, man, feeling good. Um, Shout out to some of y'all, last episode I told you guys about the show that I'm doing at Harrisburg, I'm really excited about that, always nice uh working with my man Thomas Johnson and stuff um you know definitely one of the people one of my funnest people that I have met in the business dog like Thomas could put on a really good show and with good people like you just don't know so definitely follow him on Instagram and you know Facebook and stuff at Mr. One Four Thomas Johnson you know to definitely check out some of his next stuff that's coming out because tonight yo I know tonight's a night where I could go there you know just Kind of uh, act the fool, you feel me? Like, obviously, as comics, we got our act, you know? And then you got certain skills that's like improv or crowd work, you know? Or maybe you're really good at act outs and imp- impressions and all that, right? But then there's moments, and there's certain shows and venues that allow you to get to the root of what it means to be a true comic. And I mean, that's back against the wall, slinging some jokes and talking some shit. And tonight, that is what I'm looking for, all right? You feel me? Like, tonight ain't a night when I'm coming up there with too many scripted ideas. Tonight's the night when I'm coming up there and like, hey, y'all, where we party? Where the party at tonight? Where y'all want to go? And we out there, you know? Um, So, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just really excited about tonight. I just want to give Thomas that shout out. But if you also are looking for, uh, by the time this episode come out, my next show will be Monday, you know, I'll be opening up for uh, Jordan Rock, Chris Rock, youngest brother, um, at Soul Joe's Comedy Club. So, um, that'll be nice, you know. 
that'd be really cool if you guys could. I don't know, like you guys don't have to come on, but I'm just extending this invitation because you know you guys have always been the more loyal uh, people. You know, film. I feel like people that fuck with this podcast are true loyal supporters. You know of you know my career. So as always, I'm always going to plug these gigs in here and there just for you know you guys want to come out. You know, so shout out to y'all. Um, yeah. With that being said. Still kind of, you know, you get the sickness, but still excited. Still going to do these jokes. Still going to do this pod, because guess what, man? Like, I know the last episode I told you guys, it ain't like the grind is on pause, because I'm on pause. The grind is always there. So, you know, I'll get through this, rest a little bit Sunday, and then Monday, hey, hopefully I'm over this. But I'm in balance for like a week now. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. But don't worry, we're good. Um, got some generic brand chicken noodle soup in the house, so we'll be okay. Uh, another thing that's turning our world upside down is uh, oh, sports. Sports, sports, sports. And not in that, just sports. The Olympics. <laughs> but nah, man. So many crazy storylines. Like We came in with the crazy storyline of it being canceled because of COVID. And then it added new sports, and then we had the Shakari Richardson thing, and now here we are with Simone Biles. All right, now I'm watching again. Like I try to watch every news outlet, but I'm gonna be honest. You know what works even better for me than news outlets? I'm gonna give you guys another secret. You know, because PBS honestly is the only news you could trust. <laughs> All right, but another fucking secret is talking to people. What? Can you believe that? Yes, talking to people, to me, is more valuable information. Like, yeah, you could trust the weather, man, but I promise you, dog, like, sometimes I, I go out and I uh, talk to, like, a, a farmer neighbor that I have, you know, and he'll be able to tell me exactly uh, the weather more accurate than the weatherman. I know it sounds crazy, but, you know, he's dealing with the earth, you know, more, like, in depth than a normal person, sure, the weatherman could have all these technologies and stuff, but I don't know. Like, it's like some Native American energy this man got, you know, put his uh, feet barefoot on the soil, and he could just be like, hey, it's going to rain for the next two weeks. You're like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? But now nah, talking to people, you you could really, like, learn, and you realize, like, all right, maybe shit isn't as crazy. So after, like, looking at the news, talking to some people, and I'll also tell you this, I'm in no position to have an opinion on uh, Simone Biles. What she did in her sport is far greater than what a lot of people would have done if they did gymnastics, even at the age that she did. You could have gave some, uh, another individual everything Simone Biles had, right, physically and the time, and they probably still wouldn't have done what she did because her mentality was different. You feel me? Like, you know how I know she's mentally strong? Like, not even based on, uh, first of all, I guess, before we fucking talk about her being mentally strong, she did, it's ironic because she did pull out the Olympics based on mental health. Now, Simone Biles, with all being said, I respect you and all that stuff, but that wasn't a good excuse. You know what I'm saying? Because that isn't the real excuse. And it's easy because a lot of people, both sides, are people who are with pink hair and that's behind their keyboards and all that shit. And again, I'm not making fun of fucking mental health. None of this stuff. I hate that uh, we can't talk as freely. We always got to apologize and interject because, you know, people going to take the sound bites and be like, oh, this motherfucker said this. And now you got to have the clarifying statement that says, like, this is not the real beliefs, <laughs> you know, this or that. But anywho, 
Simone Biles, let me say this. With the mental health, okay? When you said that statement, there was a divide because you got the pink hair people with the keyboards and all that who feel like mental health is their thing, you know? And anyone that wants to join that party, they're going to come to the rescue of and, you know, this and that. And then you have other people who don't even understand the magnitude of how real mental health is, you know what I'm saying, how this is a real factor and how this could weigh on a person and they're just criticizing her, calling her un-American, this and that. Mental health has been a huge thing in my family, all right? I have a grandma that's bipolar. I have an older sister that's schizophrenic. And then I have another younger sister that had two different stays in a mental hospital. Like, I mean, fucking straitjacket type shit, all right? <laughs> so I am well, well versed in with the difficulties and what mental health come with. The real thing, Simone Biles. Come on, anybody that's following Olympics know exactly why she pulled out and should understand, you know. And also remember that Simone Biles, like, Yes, she's been prominent for a while now, you know, but she's still a young girl in herself. She's only, what, two years older than me, guys. I'm only 22. You feel me? And to put that in perspective, I'm literally just a year removed out of college, five years removed out of high school. You feel me? So the benefit of the doubt, and in mind, I don't get that big of a benefit of the doubt because of the high level of comedy, you know, that, you know, I'm able to be at and stuff. So people like to cru- crucify me as well, and I get it. But the same token... Simone Biles at some point is still kind of childlike, you know? So for everybody to be coming down her throat like this, like, come on, now, just understand you're criticizing a, a pretty young person, you know? Um, So the real reason why Simone Biles, you know, pulled out was, um, dude, she wasn't getting judged fairly. Like, the judges literally came out and was like, yo, she is so fucking good that... We do not scale, we do not score her on the fucking normal thing that we score other people. And I wasn't fortunate enough to have a weighted uh, GPA in high school. You know, um, I traded academics in for suspensions. <laughs> but look, even a weighted GPA, you know, improves your GPA. It's not like it hurt against you, you feel me? Like, it's not like you get a C in fucking. AP physics, and now you get a fucking D minus regular, like everything else improves. So it's like, even in Simone Biles' case, that's just blatant and cheating. What did her country do? Still expect her to rise above that, right? So we're fucking Americans. We are used to not having shit easy. Rise above that, Simone. Simone said, fuck that, motherfuckers. I'm not doing that shit. Please excuse that cough. Guys, like I said, I'm, whether I'm falling apart or not, y'all can guarantee, like, I'm not going to let you guys down. So I'm going to get you guys this episode, and then after this, go plug an IV in my ass, all right? <laughs> but look, Simone Biles, that was the main reason why she pulled out, all right? And it's fucked up that her explanation was mental health. I think that's the thing that we should criticize. But to call her un-American, to call her a coward... You know, to call her all these things, that's that's where you got to draw. Oh, that ain't right. You know, that ain't fair. You know, you guys didn't come to her defense, you know, to protect her when the Olympic Committee was cheating against her. Y'all didn't come to her defense when Larry Nasser was fucking raping her and shit like that. Y'all like, come on now. And then it always sucks because, honestly, 
I think you let people form their own, their own opinion opinions. The Simone Biles thing wouldn't be that that big. But then when you got other prominent figures like a Laura Ingram and a Charlie Kirk and you know some of you guys probably don't know who I'm talking about because you may not be as involved or whatever. But you got different figures on both sides, right? And even a fucking Don Lemon, right? Who's over here crying and then like, I understand and you're bad old this and that. It's like, Don, you're feeling the fire just as much as Charlie Kirk, who's over here like this unpatriotic motherfucker, this and that. And it's like, ah, you know, Simone, I understand why you did it. The reason behind it, I'm going to give you a pass because I understand like you're young, is all emotional shit. You feel me? And you just threw something out because you quickly just want to get people like off your back. You feel me? And I understand too why you may have done it. You don't want to bring attention to you and take away from your other teammates. So mental health is something you feel like you get it. And in the grand scheme of things, it is kind of like, I guess, related to mental health, right? She feel unconfident because she's not getting scored fairly. But at the same time, guys, uh, I mean, at the same time, Simone, it's like you got to understand how divided our world is. And we got to, like, just move a little bit, unfortunately, smarter. Yes, back in the past, and, and even now, certain people are given – better benefited doubts like if Donald Trump say mental health yeah the liberals is going to fucking attack them but it's going to be way more people in this country I'm not going to say way more people because obviously Biden won so there's more people for him but there's going to be a good amount of people in this country coming to his defense like yo we uh, support you and we understand this and that and nobody's going to think twice about it so unfortunately Simone Bile you are a black female athlete and everything that you say and will be used against you and crucified you know what I'm saying because Hey, that's just how society works for us, unfortunately. But I understand, and I support you, and I did my part in kind of shedding some light on this. All I got to ask for those people that's also criticizing Simone Biles, let's bring up this different example. Conor McGregor, all right? Motherfucker got fucked up, <laughs> broke his leg. So Dustin Poirier, your wife's about DMs, all right? And then Khabib offered, Khabib... I already told you guys how much I feel about Khabib, and I like, I love him, this and that. And he's not even a fighter that I generally like root for, but as a person who cares about his faith and that wants to be a good family man, this he's a phenomenal person to look up to. He goes out and he tweets, "Good job, Justin Dustin Poirier. You know, good always defeat evil." Conor McGregor comes out and says, "So does that mean COVID good?" And father was evil. Because if you guys do not know, Khabib father was like, Khabib father was the only thing underneath God to Khabib. You feel me? And like it meant everything, not just to Khabib, but his hometown. So McGregor then makes that statement about Khabib father who unfortunately passed away, you know, earlier 2020 due to COVID. You know, he knows Khabib retired. He's not fighting. He makes that statement. You think you see Laura Ingram in them up there saying, uh, fuck you, Connor? You think you see them up there criticizing uh Connor the same way they criticized Simone, who went out and still competed for her country to a certain extent, got them a silver medal? You feel me? Like, no. These people who wanna claim, you know, this Irish pride, whatever it may fucking be, I don't fucking know what leads, you know these people way of thinking to giving scumbags like Connor a pass in their brain. You get what I'm saying? But I just been using that example to always show you guys that is very uneven. Like, wake up to this shit, all right? Look, 
I hate when people say, why everything got to be about race? Why are, we, why are we bringing in all these other examples, this and that? You know why I got to be about fucking race, this and that? Because look at the fucking proof in the pudding, all right? You can't be that blind to shit. And it's okay, like, dude, race is a factor in our country. And that's fine. We are the most diverse melting pot than any, anywhere else. Obviously, we're going to fucking see, you know, elements of race. But the problem with our country is we try not to deal with it. <laughs> it's like you try not to deal with it, okay? It's just crazy. Because the moment we all start, like, embracing and looking up to it, we'll realize, like, hey, because of race or some shit, we got to do some shit different, this and that. But at the end of the day, we are all the same people. All right, bro, you comb your hair, I pick my hair. At the end of the day, we still got to maintain it. <laughs> you know, that's how I see it, bro. Like, fuck. Come on, man. It's... I don't know. It all could be so simple. And I just want to use those examples to make sure you guys take a deeper look, you know. And if you need to take even a deeper, deeper look, the same people that's criticizing Simone Biles, the same people that are, is ignoring the vile behavior of Conor McGregor, is also the same people calling the Capitol Police officers dramatic. <laughs> guys, however you feel about the election, however you feel about the president, whatever. The fucking capital was stormed, all right? And I know because we're a fucking country who uh, we make really funny motherfuckers, all right? America's fucking hilarious. So we obviously make jokes about it, and, you know, we move on from things fairly quickly. But come on, y'all. Let's not forget that people were, you know, traumatized for the rest of their life, you know? Like, people saw droves of motherfuckers ready to take out every elected official, you know, storm into their building, you know, and some people had to defend against that. And as you're listening to these testimonies, you see why people are crying because they're like, yo, I'm here to protect you and you calling me nigger. Like, come on, bro. How's that happen? I'm here to protect you. I even voted for Trump and you are looking at me as the enemy because I still have a civic duty to the people I got to protect. You get what I'm saying? And you're watching like certain news programs, like just beat these motherfuckers up. And it's like, Where's the humanity? Where does it stop? Where do people come and be like, all right, look, y'all, we can move past this. If you chose to storm the Capitol, bro, and I probably know some of you guys, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I probably know some of y'all, you know, uh, yo, all right, you do your time, you get arrested, all that shit. You pay for your consequences, you feel me? And the quicker we accept that fact, the quicker we could just move on and get ready to, for hopefully a real president, all right? I'm with you guys. Look. I'm, I'm going to be straightforward front for you guys. We needed to get rid of Trump, in my opinion, right? And unfortunately, we was left with the option of Biden. I want to get rid of this motherfucker bad, too. I want to get rid of fucking Kamala Harris bad, too, all right? I want a very good candidate that's going to, like, care about our country, you feel me, to come out. You feel me? I can't I can't necessarily support Trump, and I can't necessarily support uh, Biden. If, if it comes back to those two, obviously... I, fuck, I will go with the sleepy motherfucker again. You know what I'm saying? But unfortunately, we, this is what we stuck with. And I hope, and I'm always hoping for the best. I'm always, you know, I want someone good to rise up and we, you know, we have something good, you know? It's a lot, y'all. But that's okay, you know, because as always, we'll get through it. We'll have something new to talk about. In like five seconds. And let's not also forget the blessings, you know. Like, we're still up there in the medal count, America. You know, yeah, gymnastics and some of the sports that we used to winning in, like fucking basketball and all that, is giving us some scares. But we're still up there. 
you know, we can always count on shooting. Shooting has given us three good gold medals, you feel me? And I tell you what, you better not, any fucking American high schooler is going to win those gold medals for us, you hear me? That is a joke, dark joke. You may not like it, but that is a joke, all right? Just got to put that out there again, you know, these are my cancel culture disclaimers, you know? Feel like I got a future, and I just want to put this out there so when they come back, but ah, this guy, he was in the bad guy, he was just joking. So, you know, and we're getting close to that, to that end. Um, you know, I got in the groove. I didn't even, I didn't even really feel it. You know, we only had two like deathly coughs. You know, luckily, so here we are. But uh, the song of the pod, you know, as I leave or whatever, I guess I should give you guys something, something new. Hmm. Cause I I had a song or I always have the song ready and I, but just in case I feel like everybody heard this song it's nine years and it's a pretty popular song but Lord knows by Drake you know and I hope I did not shout this out in the pod already I don't know why I feel like I already shout them out but yeah Lord knows by Drake um and for those of you who know you know my guy Ryan he was a uh, my roommate in college and stuff he definitely don't listen to my pod and he definitely ain't coming out to no shows. <laughs> our, you know, our, our friendship is honestly just stuck at memes and whenever Ryan is conveniently free, unfortunately. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. But, hey, this was his song. <laughs> and this is the song that uh, I like to listen to sometimes because it's all about, like, yo, like, obviously you got people that's going to feel some type of way about all the shit that you're doing, whatever. And it's like, uh, I mean, for me to be direct in my life, why this song is so important right now, it's like, dude, I got some people that ain't never going to touch a, a a fucking a percent of any of this shit that I'm doing. You feel me? Like, I'm blessed enough to be in a position where I'm doing shows with people that have been on SNL, Writers of Conan. Like I said, you got Chris Rock, youngest brother, you know, my next one, this and that. Like, you know, I'm able to travel to different places and do this, right? And then I got motherfuckers that ain't really a mountain and... I'm not saying that, yeah, they trying or whatever. They think it is. With it. They, they they need huge ego checks. But because they can't look within themselves, they want to tell me what the fuck to do. I got motherfuckers that have never left their hometown or don't even know what it feels like to uh, do a, a fucking a show where it's more on the line than your friends just thinking you suck, you know, trying to tell me how to conduct myself. So, like, when I hear Lord Knows, it's like, yo, come on, dog. Like, Drake got a, a song, man, like, where he talks about uh, people think he got a, a bar in that song. Where he's like, people think showing emotion make me a pussy, but please understand I don't make music for niggas that don't get pussy. It is like, yo, for real, dog. Like, yo, you criticizing everything about my approach and comedy, how I defend myself, this and that. But guess what? You was never in my fucking position to do what the fuck that I'm doing, you know, and I'm not here to suck my dick or be egotistical, none of that shit, but, you know, I just want to let you guys know the vibe of this fucking song that's giving me, and I don't know, you know, I feel like I, I do have some, like, negative haters that's listening to this podcast, hoping that every word that I stumble over, they're like, yeah, nigga, I hope you choke on that, or whatever, you know, whatever it may be, but it's like, yo, come on, man, Lord knows, dog, like, everyone that's grinding and everyone that I fuck with, you know, we, we blessed on this side, and I'm just hoping for more blessings for everybody. So, you know, we out here. Um, we got we we made it. <laughs> we made it through. Uh, today is gonna be a good day for Abraham. Today is gonna be a good day, you know, for my guy Greg. Hopefully, tonight's a good night for me and everyone that's on the show. 
And as always, yo, I'm your host, Josh Dewey. I'm thankful for you guys. You know, I spent a whole last episode telling you that. We reached a milestone of the 10th episode. I got some things coming out for y'all. I have a merch site that's uh, about to drop soon. Also, um, I'm starting a show with TCP Entertainment called I Hate It Here. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Right now, it's going to be on uh, Facebook Live. Before, you know, they had a partnership deal with Roku and stuff like that. But um, right now, you know, uh, we we transitioning. You know, nothing to be concerned. You know, I don't know what I'm saying. We, oh, I'm part of your team now. Hey. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, we are, we are here. So it's a lot of good things. Just be on the lookout. Um, and hopefully, I, I keep giving you guys something to... Look forward to and be proud of, you know. I'm just thankful that you guys join us with me. And we're going to make it happen. So this has been another episode of Soothing Tide. Stay blessed. Stay humble. Stay hardworking, everybody. That's not a new tagline. That's just something that was in my head. And um, thank you, guys. Peace.